0: Welcome to the Encouragement Café with Luann and friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Café. I'm Luann Prater.
1: And I'm Rachel Olson.
0: And you know, Rachel, every time we get together and we do this little program, I really try to. Put the other things away and focus on it but I'm gonna be honest with you there are a lot of moments when I have a ringing telephone or a, uh, a husband who needs me or something else going on that distracts me and it's in those moments that I realize we all have the opportunity to make the most of our present that God has given us. You know, today is is a gift. It's a present. And when we open up today, we get to choose what we do with it.
1: Yes, I love that imagery that each day is sort of a... I love presents, first of all, particularly if they're wrapped really pretty with matching (laughs) bows and all of that. I grew up with uh, parents that owned Hallmark stores, so my mom's gifts were always just gorgeous. It almost was like so pretty, you were so happy to get it, that it didn't matter what was on the inside, because you were just like, is that for me? (laughs) So I love the imagery of each day being sort of a, a beautiful gift that God Hands us, you know, I forget exactly how many. I want to say there's something like about 85,000 moments in every day, Um, and minutes maybe it is. Uh, Anyway, I remember that Mm -hmm. figure sticking in my head. I heard that one time. And each day we get another 85,000 moments to to spend how we choose or to react to how we choose. So, yeah, it's like you open up that really pretty wrapped box and inside is 87,000 moments.
0: Isn't that, that's just such a cool image to think about every single day when we open our eyes. It's like God handing us a gift and saying, here it is. Now, what are you going to do with this? And can't you just see him smiling? Like when you give a gift to your kids or your friend, don't you just light up inside as you watch them open it and and you want so much for them to appreciate it and and use it the best way possible? And don't you think that's how God is when he looks at us and he hands us this brand new day and then then we choose, then we start opening it up and here I'm just gonna raise my hand and say, This is something I'm guilty of. I will often spend my time not focused on that moment. And what I mean by that is I've learned the hard way. When two of my daughters one time, we were together, and I was in the middle of a lot of negotiating with something from my work, and I just needed to stay in touch but I don't get to be around my daughters and their kids that often and I kept picking up my phone and looking at it kept picking up my phone kept answering everything that was going on five states away and finally they looked at me and said mom how many days are we going to have together and I said oh you're right this is a gift this is A moment that I need to be living in this moment, the present, and not be distracted by all the other things that are going on.
1: It's so tempting, I think, you know, you described checking your phone today's uh, today's world with these awesome little computer devices that we all have these smartphones they make life so much easier in so many ways but they also are constantly interrupting the present and constantly pulling our focus somewhere else and there are times when that's you know terrific and needed and, and a lifesaver or a godsend, but then there are also probably even more moments when it's just sort of distracting us or numbing us from um, enjoying and living this moment, the, these 87,000 moments that are in today.
0: You know, I, I love the word that you just used there. It's numbing. You know, there are moments when it's just numbing Uh, when we are distracted by our phone. And that's just one way that we get distracted. But I think so many times we don't really grasp this day, this present that God has given us to open. You know, we can spend this present in ways where we're constantly, totally focused on our past. And I know I've been there before. I've done that. But I, I know a lot of folks in my sphere of friends now, they have a tendency to live back there. You know, they don't, they don't ever open the present and let it be today. They're still allowing their present to be dictated by their past. And all the things that happened to them 20 years ago or 30 years ago or, or last week even but they don't allow this fresh brand new present to be given to them to experience this moment you know so when we think about the present that God has given us we can choose to spend it back there in the past or i have some other friends that constantly worry and so they're they're giving up the present that God has given them for today they're using their present moment to worry about all the expectations and the worries about tomorrow
1: you know i love the passage in matthew chapter 6 he talks about this you know jesus himself says you know don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow will worry about itself i love that line it sounds like something Um, Scarlett O'Hara might say, right? She was, she was always, she was always like, oh, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Um, But Jesus says that don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There's enough for you to be dealing with. You've got something like 85,000 moments to live today. You know, deal with those, focus on those. Don't worry about tomorrow. And, and somewhere there in Matthew uh, chapter six, he also asked the question, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? A single hour to your day? You know, in other words, worrying doesn't produce anything. It doesn't add time. It, in fact, subtracts time um, because it becomes time wasted. Because worrying itself does not solve anything.
0: Well, that's absolutely true. And you can't change anything that happened in the past. So you can't change anything that happened in the past. You have zero control over anything that's gonna happen in the future. So God is saying, hey, how about making the most of your present that I just gave you today? And I think about that passage in Matthew, since we're in Matthew, the 20th chapter, when it says, as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men, were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. You know, I love that passage because these blind men, they didn't sit there and lament over their past blindness, you know, and say, woe is me. I've been blind all my life. Oh, I remember how my blindness happened. How did your blindness happen? They didn't do that. And they didn't remain quiet with plans like, okay, well, maybe I'll find a better time in the future to interrupt Jesus. Maybe maybe today isn't a good day to do this. Maybe the disciples are right and the crowd is right. Maybe I should just be quiet and and I'll, I'll maybe worry about getting to him later. No, they wouldn't be silenced. They seize the moment and that's how God wants us to live our lives. He wants us to look at this day as the gift that it is and Jesus will turn to us and say, Hey, what is it you want me to do for you?
1: That's one of my favorite topics (laughs) is this idea of not waiting for all the conditions to be right before you do whatever it is that you have in your heart to do, before you seize that opportunity. So I love what you were pointing out there that these two blind men, you know, maybe, you know, it was loud. It was chaotic. Clearly, Jesus was busy, right? Preaching or whatever he was doing. Um, It wasn't like they just both... You know, all three found themselves sitting beside a lake watching the fish jump with nothing to do. Um, <laughs> so I, I like that point that you're making is that you you can't, you know, you this is the box that you've opened. This is your, you know, your, your moments for today. And don't sit around waiting for them to be better and thinking maybe tomorrow's box of moments will be a better time or next year's box of moments will be a better time. And I also love that Jesus was also very attuned in the present. You know, Jesus wasn't like, uh, you know, he he says to them, "What would you like for me to do for you?" He stopped and was ready to help. He was interruptible. He was living in the present moment. He wasn't like, um, "Listen, I'm going to give you my card. You can get in touch with my agent. I have, some, I, I've got another gig down the road today, but um, shoot me an email and we'll talk about this."
0: Isn't that so refreshing? And it's such a good example for us. You know, how many times do we have people say, would you pray for me? Or would you pray for my situation? And so many times we will say, oh yeah, I will. And then we forget about it. And I've gotten in the habit when somebody says, will you pray for me? I stop right then. And I do it because I know that there's no better time like the present. And that's the way Jesus was in this moment. He was like, okay, Guys, I hear you, and you are taking your present of today, and you are giving it all you got. You're you're yelling louder than the rest of the crowd. You've got my attention. Tell me what I can do for you right now. I mean, I love that. And I wonder what our lives would look like if we got that serious about living in the moment. I mean, living this day, opening our gift when we wake up in the morning and go, God, look at this wonderful day. Instead of saying, oh dear, it's another day, and I just am focused on what happened yesterday that went wrong, and I'm so worried about tomorrow. No, no, if we wake up and we go, all right, I may have messed yesterday completely up. But today is a brand new day. And I get to do it just a brand new way.
1: It's been a busy season, but if I go past the most recent season, I think that I can recall days, like I can recall this feeling where I have a day, it's almost like when I have a lot of things on my schedule, um, I'm, I'm more productive. And when I have a, a couple of days that I don't have very much on my schedule. But what happens a lot Uh, Lou is that I don't know where those four hours went you know it's it almost feels like I, I have this feeling like I sometimes I fritter them away and I get to the end of my day and I'm like well wait a minute what did I really do with today you know I I only had that one meeting, you know. I did that, and you know, of course, I made dinner. But I'm like looking over all the hours of the day, and it's that I don't. It's not just that I don't see that. Oh, I accomplished this, and I accomplished this. It's not even that because it's not all about, you know, accomplishing all the time. But it's like not only did I not accomplish something productive, I also didn't um, actively, fully, intentionally enjoy or actively, fully, intentionally rest. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, 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 they just got frittered away. I don't even know where they went. I don't even know what they were for. And that's a feeling that sometimes I get to an end of a day like that, and, and I, I sw- that weighs a little bit on me. I feel a little like, huh, I, 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 I don't think I spent today very well.
0: Well, and you know, we all do that. But may I just suggest this? I want to encourage you right here, Rachel, and maybe some other gals, too. I believe that we have this built-in uh, guilt mode, <laughs> and and we carry these shoulds around with us. And we are always feeling like, I should have gotten more done, or I should have... Uh, been more productive or I I should have had a real plan for the day but I didn't and and I hear what you're saying I know that at the end of the day you might feel like what did I do with the day but I don't want you to beat yourself up for it you know I think what we can get in the habit of doing is waking up and grabbing this day and saying okay God I want this to be a day that is so intentionally focused on you. And and I want to put some margin in my day. And Lord, I want you to be able to interrupt me just like these blind men interrupted Jesus. I don't want to get frustrated by it, but Lord, at the end of the day, I want to lay my head on the pillow and know that I thoroughly enjoyed this present, this gift. That you gave me and here's something I will I will tell you my I lost my brother when he was 31 and a half years old and he would have given anything to have one more day with his kids he would have given anything to have one more present uh, and and so when I get in those modes where I feel like oh I've just I've just frittered away the day or I don't know if this day has been productive or I start worrying about tomorrow or fretting about the past. I really do try to remember that, okay, someday my days are going to be done. And so I want to make sure that this day I just thoroughly enjoy enjoy it to pieces I was going to say enjoy the snot out of it but I think our producer will (laughs) will cut that out but no I just want to I want to enjoy it to the max and you know there are some days that are just going to go crazy and they're going to go haywire but I bet if we set our mind on having it be that wonderful gift even when it goes haywire, we can still, at the end of the day, say, "Okay, God, you taught me something new today. You taught me how to get through that craziness and come out with a smile on my face and know that you walked through it with me."
1: Yeah, I think it's that uh, that that dual desire of, as you said, you know, a, sort of this pressure to be productive and, um, but coupled with a dual with the, the other part of that is a desire to enjoy it really well um and so that's i'm pretty good at, at not not having to be 100 percent productive all the time um i guess where i i guess where the the catch for me is is that if i'm not being productive then i want to be Uh, really, uh, really actively relaxing and enjoying. So that's sort of the tension that I balance. And and really, I think the the solution in both senses of whatever is to just, is to be so present in the moment, is to remain present in the moment. Because when you're fully present in the moment, that's when you notice the butterfly on the flower or as you step outside your front door, you know, that's when you notice, wow, this watermelon tastes really fresh, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. It's, it's that's the kind of enjoyment um, that I that I want to not miss. It's okay if I'm not, you know, producing work twenty four seven. But when I'm not, when I'm just sitting on the back porch eating some watermelon, I want to really enjoy that, <laughs> and I don't want I don't want to get up from the porch and head back inside, having not really tasted that watermelon or noticed that butterfly, because I was thinking about stuff I'm upset about, about my past, or things I'm worried about, about my future.
0: I think that as we talk about today being our present, yeah, and God has handed this gift to you, and He says, what are you going to do with it? Well, these, these two guys in Matthew 20, they had spent... Their entire lives being blind and they had that moment when they knew that God was coming into their life that day he was walking by that day and man what a gift what a gift this present of Jesus being right there close enough for them to touch and yell out to that was the gift that they said okay I'm not gonna waste a moment I am gonna capture this moment and say, okay, Lord, come rescue me, come help me, come make me all I can be today. And I think we have that opportunity every day. They only had Jesus walking by them at that one particular time. We get that gift every single day because the Holy Spirit, when we are a child of God, lives inside us. And we have access to that every single day. So when we wake up, we can say, Okay, God, I want this day to be a fresh, clean slate. I know I am not perfect. I know that I have messed up in the past, but I don't want to dwell there, Lord. I don't want to live there. I don't want to waste my special moments, my 85,000 moments that you've given me in this box, this present, this day. I don't want to waste them thinking about what I didn't do right yesterday and last year. And I certainly don't want to fret and worry over the things that aren't even here yet, because God, you've told us we're not guaranteed tomorrow. But today, look at this day. Look at the sun shining, Lord. When I wake up in the morning and I go out with my husband and I have a cup of coffee and we watch the sun rise and we are wowed by nature, by the birds starting to chirp and the the smell of the honeysuckle coming through our screen. And we hear the geese flying over the water and then crashing into the water and you hear the waves ripple out. And then you watch the turtle coming up the bank to lay their eggs, and you're like, wow, God, look at your creation. They are in the moment. They are experiencing this day and giving it all they've got. God, I want to do that. I want to live my life today with everything in me. And I know there's going to be things that are going to creep in and is going to try to Pull the drain plug (laughs) out of my joy. Lord, help me be prepared for that. And that's something we can have control over, right?
1: Absolutely, because joy never exists in your circumstances. Joy always exists in your mind. Joy is always a byproduct of how you think about or interpret your circumstances, So, yes, we do always have control over whether or not we feel happy.
0: Well, there you go. So it is a decision that we make. And I know a lot of people will argue with that. And they they may be sitting around the table with us right now and they say, "Uh uh-uh, this is just the way I am. It's just the way I am. Rachel, what would you tell them?
1: it is the way that you think when you say this is the way i am what you're saying is this is the way that i think and you always have the ability to change the way you think Mm. you might think that way habitually so when you're saying this is just how i am you're saying this is just how i always think this is just how i always react this is just how i always feel but our feelings are determined by our thoughts Um, and our circumstances are are largely neutral it's how we react to them how we is based on how we think about them so yeah I know I have my list of things that are just me or ways that I'm just me but what that really means is this is how I always think when this happens so this is how I always react when this happens
0: so there you go we all have the ability when God opens our eyes in the morning. This is how I want you to picture that. When your eyes pop open, I want you to see everything around you as if he had just handed you this giant present. And he says, will you live in this present moment I'm giving you? There is never going to be another day exactly like this one. And you can choose how you think about it You can choose how you react to everything that happens to you today. So I am giving you this gift, this present, because I love you that much. We don't always get it right, but we're going to keep encouraging you. And we hope you keep encouraging us. And may the God of hope give you the courage to go encourage others. We'll see you back here next week.
1: Thanks for joining us today at
0: Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time.